Hello and welcome to the first edition of Wise Council Weekly, a podcast sponsored by Athenian Consulting Group. Um, I'm your host, Tanyan, and this is my co-host, uh, Alex. How are you doing this morning, man? Oh, doing great, man. Doing great. How about you? I'm doing well, man. You know, we are in day, uh, who knows, of quarantine at this point in time. Uh, you know, and normally, you know, we're spending a lot of time together, you know, on a project together, or, you know, in the office, and uh, we're all spread out across the world today. So it's definitely an, an interesting time, an interesting time. But I'm excited about the podcast, man. I think, uh, I think we got some cool stuff to bring to people. Um, I think, you know, this is our first edition of the podcast um, at, at Athenian Consulting Group. You know, we are built to help businesses thrive. You know, we're built to help your business grow and succeed and really overcome adversity and tough challenges. So we're hoping with this podcast, we can, you know, help share some knowledge, not only from, you know, the Athenian leaders and, and some members of the team, but I think also, and Alex, I think I'm most excited about this is, some of the guests we're going to have on, you know, over the next couple of years. Absolutely. I mean, going into this new genre of podcasting, we are like super excited to jump into this lane. It's something that we ourselves consume on a, on a weekly basis uh, with some of the podcasts that we enjoy out there. And it's something that we wanted to, we felt like we could bring to the table with the guests like Tanya just mentioned that we're bringing on to you guys are definitely going to be a treat. Um, and with the wealth of knowledge that we're bringing to the table, we think we could help out a lot of businesses, help out a lot of, um, young kids coming out of college just get productive in their work in the workforce um as well as help anyone going through some troubling times at the moment we think we have the uh the experience and the capability to help you guys out yeah no i think that's that's exactly right and i think you know as we talk about our guests that we're going to be lining up i mean we just looking at the slate for the next couple weeks we have you know a former executive with a local municipality of one of the biggest you know local governments in the country we have you know, a former CFO of, you know, a, a big oil and gas company that managed through, you know, an economic downturn, right? We have, you know, two Harvard business grads that'll be coming up on the podcast. I mean, we, we are going to have just a wealth of, of information of folks that, you know, have really been through some tough times and overcome adversity, you know, only, you know, with their company and personally. So, I mean, I know we're excited about it and, you know, I, I think we're, you know, ready to get going and, and bring this episode <clears> to you. So, Alex, you want to talk a little about what we got for the group today? Yeah, for today, um, we're going to take you guys through a little bit of the agenda, how we run the shows on a weekly basis. Um, with us being uh, former athletes, we want to bring our, that flavor to the table, that affecting this to everybody. Um, so the intro section will be our warm-up period. We'll go through the intro. We'll go through the discussion topics of that week. We'll go through the agenda, as well as uh, whatever the current news is in, in, in the business world. Next, we'll move into the main content, which we'll call Game Time. That'll be our guest for the week, or possibly just Tanya and I chopping it up about whatever's going on and whatever we feel like that we think will help you guys out. Uh, next will be our uh, quick thoughts from one of our manager partners for the week. Um, then we'll go into what we call the cool down, which is our uh, final thoughts section. Um, and with that, we'll probably have a few suggestions for good some good listens for the week, maybe some music, maybe a little podcast, possibly some good books. Uh, we'll jump into a Q&A session that we're hoping to hear from you guys um, as we get this thing rolling. Um, then we'll have our big three at the end of every episode. We'll have some tips and tricks to help you guys be more productive in the workplace. Um, and then we'll sign off and see you guys again the following week. So, Tane, let's, uh, let's, where should we head from here? Man, that sounds great. I think we should go ahead and jump into game time, man. I'm excited. I, I mean, I think I'm fired up about our guests that we're going to have on today. You know, I think that um, – you know, we're in a world today, and I think this 
this podcast recording is a microcosm of that, which is, you know, we're working remote. You know, Alex is recording from his house. I'm recording from mine. And I think that working remote is something that, you know, several years ago was kind of frowned upon, right? In a lot of very true. industries. Yeah. I mean, very true. Very true. Work, working remote was seen as, oh, well, you're going to spend some time at home and not get much done. And I think, you know, we've come to <laughs> a, a different place today where, you know, some of the major blue blood companies, as well as, you know, government agencies are working remote, uh, whether by choice or by force right now, you know, the world has kind of moved to that. So I think that, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about to, little bit about that today. I know that, you know, some of your businesses may or may not have done that before. Um, you know, Alex and myself have pretty, pretty good experience with this at this point as consultants. I know that delivering remote work is not the easiest thing, right, Alex? Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, uh, there are some definite tips and tricks, you know, that can make it happen. And I think that, you know, talking through that today and talking through that with our guests, I think, you know, will hopefully bring some value to you guys. Absolutely. Um, like Tanya just said, I know a lot of you guys are there aren't used to working remotely every single day, working from home with the kids, working from home with your spouses. Uh, but we, we can uh, take you down a few steps to get you to the right path. And of course, uh, with the world being so technolo technologically sound nowadays, uh, we have the capabilities to work remotely, but most companies still don't. So we want to help you guys out as you're going through this different change um, in your workforce and different change in your lifestyles right now. Um, and I think our guest today will definitely, definitely help you guys out with some production tips. Yeah, and that's a great point, right? I think that, you know, as Alex mentioned, you know, working from home has become the reality. And I think you know, as we're seeing trends with our clients and we're seeing trends in the economy, you know, I think there's a real chance that the way of work uh, that work gets done across the world is going to change, you know, permanently. I think there's going to be a lot more folks working remote. I think that we're seeing that already. And I think that, you know, it's important to make sure that you and your business are not only preparing for how do I handle the interim process, right, Alex, but, you know, how, how do I set it up to be productive and be sustainable going forward on a permanent basis? Absolutely. Being productive from home is going to be the main key that we're driving for for today. I know you guys already are used to meetings that you have in the office that are wasting time every single week, but now we're going to make sure that everything that you do from home is extremely productive. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, that the best way to really learn how to do that is to hear from folks that have run, you know, successful businesses and companies, you know, whether it's on-site or remote and have led through turmoil. So with that being said, I mean, the guest we're bringing on today is is a wealth of knowledge. Uh, he has been, you know, a, a C-suite exec. He has been, uh, you know, a leader of and a department head of, you know, Los Angeles County. He's been a head of government in, in many local municipalities across the United States and just has a wealth of information, uh, both in the public and private sector. So we're excited to bring our guests on today um, and, and, and we're ready to get this going. We have Scott Minix on today with us. Scott, thank you for joining us. Uh, Scott is a you know C-suite executive, um, former Los Angeles County Department head and director. Scott has extensive experience in local government as well as in you know in the in the corporate world as well. So Scott, thank you for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So Scott, I mean, first question, you know, same question Alex and I talked about to start today is how are you holding up during quarantine, man? What's what's going on? Wow, it's you know it's been a um, it's been enlightening, right? So I have uh, four daughters, uh, a 22 year old niece, and a wife all staying in my house. So 
Uh, my dog is the only other house. <laughs> it's a full house. Uh, so, wow. You know, it, you get a little stir crazy, but you know, it's also a pretty cool thing because me, I, you know, my my daughters are in their twenties, and I would have never thought I'd be spending this much time with my kids at this part of their lives. It's kind of neat. Right. You know, you used to just spend holidays and vacations with them, but now, man, we're just all in the same house, and it's, it's actually kind of fun. They used to take a night cooking, and I get to see. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's it's good, but it's there's also six women in the house. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. So uh, what do you find yourself doing more of than you were before? You know, you know, one of the things I think we always have asked uh, is time, right? And so, you know, when you were when you were really busy, especially when I was working in Los Angeles County, you know, I commuted every morning. Um, it was a short, about 16, 17 miles, but it took me an hour, maybe an hour and a half um, in the evenings, you know, maybe an hour and a half, two hours. So I always thought, man, if I had more time, here's what I would right. do. So I actually set that up for myself. I said, if I had more time, what would I do? So I've actually started meditation. Um, so just started watching just some YouTube videos on meditation and just learning how to just be calmer um, and really think about what I want in life. Um, so meditation has been really helpful. Um, exercise, uh, you know, I've spend some more time just doing push-ups, sit-ups, learning yoga with my wife because she's always like, you never did yoga with me. So now I have <laughs> the excuse was, babe, I'm really busy. So um, so learn to be more flexible. Um, and then just, uh, you know, spending time with the family. That's probably the biggest thing is just spending time with my, you know, my wife and just getting to get to know her in a more intimate level just in, in every way. So I kind of find myself just spending time with her. We actually just go for walks and talk and it's, it's kind of neat, you know, because, you know, you've been married for a while. You, you kind of, I'm going right. to say you drift apart, but you, you only used, you know, especially I was commuting, right? So I commuted for over three and a half years from one wow. city to another. Now to, you know, to be, you know, every day with her, it's, it's really neat. And she's a great person. I've realized how much, in fact, I sent her a text the other day while I was walking. I really love you. And she wrote, where'd that come from? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I'm just really reflecting, like, wow, this is pretty cool, you know? We're, we're totally different people. And it shows, uh, but it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that's a that, that's a that's a d dynamic that I think that you know when you think about remote work and you think about the way the world's working right now, you know everything is so hyper focused on you know how can I be pr productive, how can I manage my team, and we'll get to that in a second. But you know what you just talked about, I think, is you know another key piece of that, which is you're now home. The working world is now home with their spouse, with their family. So. How have you been able to balance that? I mean, it sounds like, you know, the meditation and spending time with them has been good. I mean, I've heard from a lot of people, you're a high energy guy, man. So how have you been able yeah. to kind of manage that? You know, for, so one of the first, I think it was like week one, my, I have a 14 year old who's a really, really good student and her mood was just really bad. And she's like, I hate this not going to school thing. Is she enjoyed the interaction at school? So right. it really initially that shocked to me. Like she's a great student. But I tell you something, she loves school and she was moody and that's just not like her. And so that kind of shocked the whole system around the house because she just wasn't herself. Um, so we really quickly had to figure out, all right, this is not normal. And so she was kind of like the canary in the coal mine, like, hey, we got to do something. We got to do this differently. Um, so quickly, we just pay, started just paying attention to each other, our routines. You know, uh, I'm a pretty goal-oriented person, so just being really clear what my goals were, and then try to ask them every night at dinner, hey, did you, you know, what's your goal, what's your goal for the day? Not, not to be like a regimented father, but more of just to really check in with their mental health, 
um, and just Correct. really be clear on what, what were we trying to get done today and then actually give her permission for, you know, one day my wife just was stressed because her company is going through you know, a lot of changes. They're, they're a Fortune 500 company. Uh, they do manufacturing. There's no manufacturing. She was really stressed and it was turning into, to me, look like almost depression. And yeah. so one morning she just didn't want to get up. And you, you know, you have to say, you have to give yourself permission to like, you know what, today I'm just going to, because really your work life and work life balance is almost not there because it's just life, right? You're right. in the same Absolutely. space all day long. And so it's just life, right? So, you know, it actually, there's my own action, but there is no such thing as a work life balance. You have a life and in your life you do certain things. Um, and, and when work is normally somewhere else and now in the right. protons on your home, that's when you start finding that balance and what really is important to you. Dude, that's a great, that's a great point. I mean, that's a great takeaway for, you know, folks like Alex and myself who are, you know, kind of starting out in the family side of, of the working world. Right. So that's a great point, man. We, we really appreciate that insight. Yeah, pay attention to, you know, your kids and your, they'll tell you, they're like canaries in the coal mine, man. They, cause they're so honest and they're so pure, right? So she's right, like, I right. hate this. You know, I like to go to school or be at school. And when I'm at home, I like to do this. I like to do this right. with you. I like to, and then that would, it would mess her up, right? Was, yeah, it's yeah, a whole lot of blur now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, um, you know, we have a friend, a mutual friend, that, uh, and Bobby, and, um, you know, our dogs, you know, they, they, their eating habits has changed. They're like, uh, hold, hold, hold up. <laughs> You're here all day. That's very true. Very true. <laughs> That's pulling off my patterns. <laughs> Yeah. I know it's, it's probably week three, and my dog is probably already taking 365 walks. That's for sure. <laughs> Has for there been sure. any change at all? Uh, not too much. Just that we're home all the time for lunch and stuff like that. So that she feels like she needs a snack every time we're eating now, instead of just her normal morning and evening feeding times. Well, I noticed I wanted more snacks. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a snacker normally. <laughs> I just find yeah. myself walking by the refrigerator. You know, grabbing another, you know, I, I drink soda water or grabbing a bag of chips and stuff I would never do when I was at work because I just, I didn't have it available. And, you know, right. so it had to be kind of, I've seen those, uh, those memes on, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram where people are showing themselves before uh, Corona and then post yeah. and you see that their body changed or I think right. it, was a James, it was a James Brown meme with his hair, you know, it was all great before then at the end it was all crazy you know that's how i feel sometimes absolutely <laughs> so, so someone that, that has uh oh go ahead Tank. you got you got no, it out. yeah no it's uh dude we're here to ask you questions man we got a lot of we got a lot for you so you know someone that's led you know a lot of like multiple large corporations and you know manage big teams and big budgets I, I know that you know in the traditional world that was a lot of you know on-site person to person and you know, delegating with your leaders, you know, how would you recommend um, folks that are leading businesses, big or small, you know, in, in a remote world today? Like, how would you recommend them to manage their teams and some tips there? Well, I still think the fundamentals of good leadership is first putting your people first and just really pay attention to your people. So find right. ways to pay attention to your people. So check in with them and really be authentic in, in checking in with them because, um, you know, they're going through the same transition you are. And then, as, and then the, the same would be true with if you have individual teams, you know, find ways to connect your team. So, you know, there's all these different, um, you know, modes to get to the video conferences, but they have to be video. You can just do audio conferences 
Um, you can send just a note around and have everybody kind of look at it. So just be really clear on, on doing those things. I mean, check in with your teams, um, you know, care about the person, you know, try not to make everything that you do transactional because, um, you know, when you're at work, it's not always transactional. You, you do assign work, but you, you, you talk to people. And so I, th I think um, in this new world where, you know, people are making some of this um, transaction. So just really care about your people, um, connect them to you. Nobody knows how long this is going to last. And so that's, that's right. part of the anxiety people are, are having. Normally, you know, you know, when things, something's going to end. And so you have just more um, assure people. Um, I, I've seen some really the good CEOs. I think the CEO from Cisco you know, just came out and said, hey, I'm not laying anybody off. You know, so our stock okay. is taking a tumble. We're having a hard time. But just really clear messaging. Make sure that the messaging is clear. Um, and try to have as much routine as possible so people know what to count on you. So as a leader, you know, let, so they know, okay, every Friday uh, this, this communication is going to come out. Make, make sure you're clearly, you know, clear on the communication. Um, so those are those are some of the real key things I think are really important. But um, and then with your customers, I would do the same thing with your customers because everybody's uh, uh, unsure and there's a lot of uncertainty. So reach out to all your customers again. Try to stay on schedule. I'll call you on Monday and then follow up with you know, then follow up with an email. Uh, the more that you can communicate um, and then be on point is is probably the mo most important things. Absolutely. And you kind of allude to this a little bit in your answer just then, but uh, obviously there's a have to make it work right now situation going on versus a is this a long term solution battle that's going on right now? Which side of the fence do you fall on? Well, you know, I really hope that the workplace of, of yesterday is changed for good. I really do hope that we found a new way to work um, that's more inclusive. I think this work environment is pretty inclusive. So you think about some of the folks with disabilities or had a hard time commuting. Um, you know, this new work environment, the way to use technology is really changing the way that we, how we do work and what work gets done. I think those are really, really important things to note is that they're gonna be different. And I don't think anybody can predict what the new norm is going to be. Um, because as we go back to work, and the coronavirus, and now we start talking about the most essential workers. Now, we may let essential workers come back on day one, but the essential workers is not going to be your entire team or the entire workforce. So who do you pick to come back? And when they come back, they're not going to have their non-essential workers alongside them, but they're going to have to communicate with them. So that's going to be a new dynamic. Right. So there's just going to be a, a lot of change. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I believe in sustainability. So if you look at what's happening across the world um, in India and some of the pollution that's has really um, changed, they're showing just in South Africa, some of the animals that uh, normally are hidden in the bush are now coming out. People are seeing pictures of that. So we're seeing that the world is changing. Um, hopefully for the good in terms of less, less pollution um, and finding new ways to work. So I'm, I'm really on the, on the side of I'm hoping that there's been a transformation and a turnaround. Um, and then I hope that as, as leaders that we can embrace that, right? There's going to be a new norm and it's really going to take creative thinking to um, to work in this new norm. I don't think anybody really knows the answers, but I do believe in the fundamental truths of cut, you know, being really customer centric and a good customer experience and being focused on your 
employees and then having good strategy and planning, you know, good project management, all those things are just really important. I think there was a tried and true things that have stand the test of time. No, I think that's, I think those are all great points, man. I think that you hit on some really key stuff that I know Alex and I were discussing, you know, earlier this morning, which is around, you know, not only are you focusing on, you know, the right now, right, and the resources right now, but, you know, what the future looks like. So I guess, you know, a follow-up question for you would be, as a, as a business owner, right, whether big or small, obviously I'm spending time and money right now and finite resources, right? We know that, you know, the economy is what it is. I'm spending finite resources on, you know, getting my people so they can work, to your point, managing who's coming back when. But, but I guess as I'm, you know, looking at sustainability long, t- long term, how would you recommend a business owner to, you know, invest that money, obviously, in sustaining now? But how much do I spend on my, you know, time and money on my future planning? Do I look at that right now or am I looking at just trying to get through the weeds? Wow. You know, it's, you, so you're saying there's a separation. I say it's a both and. <laughs> you know, I think a, a good business owner, um, you know, very similar to, you know, I was on an aircraft carrier and, um, you know, the captain of the ship, the person who's actually driving the ship, right, is actually looking way out in the horizon. But there are people that are right there that are given updates on your immediate surroundings. That's, that is so important. Um, you guys play sports, right? There's people who are out doing the scouting that's going on. You know, when you're playing in the middle of your game, there's somebody on your team that's actually scouting the team that's playing at the same time, right? So you have to do, I think, a both hands scenario. Um, so right. because we don't know and we don't know what's going on right now. So it's really important that we take uh, a, a good glance and know what's going on in our immediate you know, surroundings. Right. What's going on in the weeds right now? Because if we take our eye off that, you could there, there could be some risk to not paying attention to that. And with this coronavirus, there's something we just don't know. And I think there's a I'm not going to say there's misinformation because I don't know. There's just a lot of conflicting information. And so I right. think it's really smart for leaders to, you know, to keep paying attention to that. But they also need to be looking out on the horizon because we need to be prepared for three months down the line. And it's going to be here. I mean, think about it. We've already, many of us have been in our quarantine for over a month or maybe two right. months, right? Think about the early, the early stages up in Seattle, right? Or I think that was in February. Um, and yeah. it's here, right? So those months have passed. And so we, you have to be prepared for when this new norm exists, that as a company, um, that you're that you're that you're ready to go because I think those those companies that are ready to go will continue to thrive and those that aren't may get left behind. Those are the ones that may you know may go you know bankrupt and so um, or go out of business or not exist. And so uh, you know very similar to when there's new products, right? Think about the folks that you know the buggy whip, right, or the the handheld phone. You know, we used to have a phone in your house, right? It's the people that can see further out that actually that made it so. I mean, I think that's great insight. I think I know for, you know, smaller companies, it's definitely, you know, un- unsteady ground, right? And I know for big corporations, you know, there's obviously a lot of optics on this. So I think I think that's great insight. I, I think, Scott, the last question before we wrap up here that, you know, Alex and I were talking about this morning is, you know, what role um, do you see, uh, you know, experts and, and, you know, consultants for hire 
playing in this kind of economic climate where you need people that, that don't miss, right? Obviously, it comes at a premium price-wise, but, but where do you see that playing into, you know, if you were still running, you know, one of these groups or, you know, in your endeavors now, where do you see that playing in? I mean, I, you know, I appreciate the question, and it actually follows some challenges. I had a few executives yesterday, um, and we were just having that exact conversation. Um, you know, as, as companies, I'm not going to say retrench, but as revenues are shrinking, the, the guaranteed work is not there. It's hard. And so as they reduce their workforce and when they want to come back online, they're going to want to ramp up fairly quickly and without maybe, um, uh, you know, a permanent employee. So, and there's also some folks who are the organizations, the, the, you know, say the big consulting firms like Deloitte, or even some of the smaller ones like, like you, you all, um, who are poised really to come in and help out. And it could be for a short period of time or even a long period of time, but you could really help uh, companies get up and running. And so again, in my conversations yesterday, that's some, some of the conversation I was having with these executives, like, you know, I can't do, you know, it's really right now hard to even do any hiring, right? So there's a lot of hiring that's been pent up. There are some companies that have wanted to do hiring, but because they haven't been able to meet people in person or do their standard, you know, screening or testing, there's some pent up. So to really to stay afloat and to get ahead, they can use outside resources. And I, I'd actually recommend as they start looking forward that they say, how can I immediately start using outside resources to get us up and running? and going and then determine, okay, do I keep this, this resource or do I bring in, you know, a permanent resource of like my own employees? So I, I would say uh, be prepared to do, you know, to, to start looking at outside research, whether it's engineering or consultants or accountants, right? So I think those are going to be really important things. You know, we delayed the tax season, right? From April 15th, mm -hmm. now to July 15th. Well, that's going to change for many companies. You know, it's going to be you know, it's changing everything, right? So there's there's folks who are well poised to know, um, you know, how to how to move forward. Yeah, no, that's that's great insight, Scott, and we really appreciate it. So, so we're gonna uh, wrap up today, man. Before we go, any any last thoughts for the people out there, man? Whether it's personal, professional, you know, development, whatever it is, man. Anything before you go? No, I want to say I appreciate the opportunity, and you know, I think we if we use this time really to, to just reflect on ourselves. Um, you know, where we are today and where we want to be both as a, you know, as a business and a person, as a family, you know, a month from now, two months from now. You know, I think the question somebody asked me before, if, if I gave you a whole lot of time, and that's the one, that's the one uh, increment that you can never get more of, right? And now you have a lot of time. What would you do with it? So that's what I sit and meditate on. And, you know, for 20 minutes in the morning, I have 24 hours today that I've been blessed to have. Uh, how am I going to spend it? And I think we all should be asking ourselves that question and then doing the best we can with it. Love that. That's a great takeaway, man. Thank you so much for, for joining us today, man. We hope we get to talk to you again soon. All right, guys. Thanks. All right. Now we're moving to some quick hits. Thoughts from our managing partner, Bobby Dixon. How you doing today, Bobby? I'm great. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. You know, just a different time frame. Uh, everybody's working from home, trying to adjust and get used to their norm, their new normal. Um, how are you guys handling it over there? Everybody's good. Like you said, it is a new normal, you know, right. so um, you got to manage everybody and then manage everything at the same time. Right. Absolutely. You know, typically, Absolutely. typically it's one or the other. Right. Yep. 
but just give us a quick uh, introduction of who you are, uh, who you are for the firm um, as we start this new journey into this podcast genre. Absolutely. And I appreciate the opportunity. So, you know, as quickly as I can, um, you know, I am the, the managing partner of Athenian Consulting Group. Uh, the firm was established in June of 2012 by way of the experiences of kind of three partners uh, and, 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 and two firms. So you have two partners coming from Accenture, uh, senior principals and partners at Accenture. Uh, you've got myself who came from sort of a, an investment banking uh, initial background and then into uh, mergers and acquisitions uh, and then into management consulting and into uh, various entrepreneurial pursuits. So we kind of combined my experiences. Those are the two partners formed Athenian Consulting Group. And, um, uh, you know, almost 10 years later, here we are. Uh I mean, I think it's a great quick summary, but I think I think Bobby left out one key factor that I think is why a lot of people want to hear him talk. And that's and we have a Harvard business grad on the phone with us, you know, leading the firm. So, Bobby, with that being said, you know, obviously, I think a lot of people want to hear your insight about, you know, with the current state of not only the job market, but, you know, the economy as well. How do you as a, you know, medium to small business owner, you know, how are you handling this right now with Athenian and with the other things that we're doing internally that you think, you know, might help, uh, you know, some smaller businesses in other sectors? No, it's a great question. And it's funny, you know, so, so much is said about consultants. Uh, we, we, uh, we take a lot of punishment about what we do and how we do it. But I will say that uh, candidly, right? You know, as a management consultant, I find myself having to uh, take my own advice, right, and implement it. You know, because you're you're an advisor on one side, uh, and a practitioner and operator on the other. You know, so so Tanya, you're correct, and you know, um, as an owner and operator, we're going through some of the very same things that we're advising clients right now. And I, if I could boil it down, you know, I look at the economy, um, look at the long-term trajectory of the economy, but also the short-term um, and immediate uh, circumstances, you know, I, I think you, know, you got to be four things right now. And it's what I'm focusing on and what I would tell other people to focus on, right? Number one is being deterministic, uh, being deterministic about kind of reevaluating. It's a good time to reevaluate your, your core values, um, maybe tweak them, right, you know, uh, or, or solidify them, you know, whatever the case may be. I think deterministic about your core mission, what is it that you want to do, right? Uh, what is it that your capabilities allow you to do, right? And and like I said, either tweak or, or, or double down there. Uh, the third thing would be kind of um, your products and services, right? You know, be deterministic about what they are, what, what adds value in this time um, and what can emerge as maybe, uh, you know, innovative product or service solutions that you can offer your, your clients and or your market. Uh, so you go from deterministic to probabilistic, right? You know, it's sort of, you know, as you look to manage your own business uh, and what we do, advise people through, uh, you, know, how, you know, what are the likelihoods, right? You hear about these health experts and politicians and everybody running these models, right? You know, so what's the data telling you, right? And, and most models go from deterministic to probabilistic, right? You know, so given the inputs, what are the probabilities, likely outcomes and, and those sorts of things. So you gotta attach those to your business model and that's all about managing risk, right? You know, understanding, you know, the probabilities of, um, of uh, you know, certain outcomes and how you go about servicing your customers. And so then I would say be opportunistic, 
right? Um, you know, so while you're determining, you know, um, your core functions, you're you're weighing the probabilities of certain outcomes. You've got to be opportunistic, right? Uh, and look at where the opportunities within your industry, within your geographic focus, within your product and service lines are, right? To add value, unique value. I think there's an opportunity for people to, to evaluate where they can add unique value uh, as opposed to just commoditized value, right? You know, so everybody's got to understand those things. And then strategic would be the last thing. Um, and that is sort of how you establish a comparative advantage uh, in a marketplace, right? Not just bigger, faster, and stronger than everybody else, but how can you be different uh, and unique? So, so Tanya, I, I think um, Alex asked me to be short-winded. That's, that's tough for me to do. Uh, but I, I think if I can boil it down to those four things, right, deterministic, uh, probabilistic, opportunistic, and then strategic. Yeah, I mean, I think, I know for us, like, that's, you know, something you preach at Athenian, and I think that's very beneficial for, you know, for a lot of small businesses right now. I think I want to have one follow-up question, and then we'll let you go, is, you know, you mentioned, you know, be opportunistic. And so I think, you know, as as a consultant, as a, you know, a business owner, you're constantly thinking about like, what more can I do? So I guess as a business owner, uh, and you know, this is, you know, really to a lot of the small businesses that are listening out there, how do I balance being opportunistic without breaking my business model, right? Because there's going to be things and opportunities that are going to come up. How do I balance, you know, trying to scale up my business, but not put myself in a, in a bad place long-term? So essentially, that's why I put probabilistic in between deterministic and opportunistic, Tanya, you know, because it, it's there where you try to mitigate risk, right? You know, whether it's, you know, how you deploy capital, right? And how you allocate, you know, resources, both human, cash and otherwise to these opportunistic pursuits, right? Time, energy, you know, all those sorts of things, right? Because, you know, the first thing you have to do, I mean, we've got sort of a triage, uh, and mission going on at the same time, right? You know, so you've got to survive, right? Uh, so that's the first thing, right? And, and each business and each business owner has its own, you know, challenges uh, for survival, right? You know, so no sense being strategic, you know, if you can't survive, right? So, so how we balance that uh, is understanding, you know, um, who and where our key clients are, you know, and how we can sort of double down with them to make sure that, you know, they emerge and we emerge, right? You know, with a great working relationship uh, and a unique experience and a shared experience about how we help each other through it, right? You know, so it's kind of managing home base, right? Uh, and then the second part, uh, and that is actually opportunistic, right? You know, it's taking advantage of a unique situation with the clients uh, and customers you have, right? To, to be a value added resource for them. Um, and that also, you know, helps uh, solidify your home base. Like we talk about survive, right? You know, whether it's, you know, you know maintaining cash flow, um, you know, margins, whatever, whatever the metrics are, right? You know, it helps you manage those things. Uh, so that's first, but then you kind of keep the other eye on needs, right? I think a lot of people skate to uh, kind of what's going on in a given marketplace, but there lies saturation, there lies concentration, and, and there lies kind of marginalization and commoditization, you know? So um, you want to try to find the needs that aren't being met, right? You know, and then try to skate towards that, right? Uh, that kind of pushes you, you know, from opportunity to, uh, to strategic. 
amazing insight there, Bobby, being strategic and opportunistic through adversity. Um, exactly what we're looking for, what kind of tips that we're trying to help our clients with as we listen to as they listen through this podcast. Uh, man, appreciate you coming on today, and and we'll continue to grow this segment uh, every week. So we'll have you back next week as well. Is that correct? Yeah, happy to do it. Looking forward to it, and I, I appreciate you guys having me. Awesome, I appreciate it. Thanks, Bobby. All right, so that was a great section with Bobby. I think between. You know, Scott and Bobby, we've got a lot of insight today on, you know, not only the current market, but on, you know, kind of how to operate your business and your personal life during this time, which I think was great, man. So we're going to transition to the cool down now. Alex, that sound good, man? You ready for that? That sounds awesome, man. Let's jump into this big three. Uh, we're going to have some working tips from home or working from home tips today. So let's start off with a couple of honorable mentions. Tanya, what do you got? All right. So honorable mentions. So the first one out for me was... Uh, walking conference call, man. So if you got a conference call you can take and walk around outside, I recommend doing it. Nice, nice. My honorable mentions consist of take breaks and at the start of your day, create a to-do list. That'll help you be a little bit more productive. Love it, love it. So so for my, my first one on the big three, man, the first one is, um, you know, make sure that, that you take care of yourself, right? So what I mean by that is, you know, during the day at the office, you know, think about how much time you spend not working, right? When you're talking to coworkers, getting water, taking a break, whatever it is, like make sure you don't put too much pressure on yourself during the day, right? Don't force the coffee. Don't force that kind of stuff. Make sure you just take care of yourself. Awesome. My first one is get out of the house. And that's relatively speaking right now, knowing that we're all in quarantine, but at least find a quiet place um, away from the TV, away from the family if you can for as long as possible, um, just to help you concentrate on your task a little more at hand. Uh, multitasking in the office is pretty easy and what you're used to, but multitasking at home is pretty different and can definitely hinder your productivity. Yep, that's a good one. That's a good one. So my next one is, is set parameters. So, you know, during your workday, you work, you know, nine to five, whatever it is you normally work in the office. You got to commute both ways. Like, think about that when you're working through your day. It's really easy when you're at home to wake up and immediately, you know, get going and be there all day, right? You got to separate that time in your house. Otherwise, it's all going to blur together. Perfect. That's literally exactly the same uh, number two that I have for my tips uh, is create a schedule. Um, you know, decide when you'll wake up in the morning, decide if you're going to work out, decide what time you'll start working, when you'll eat, maybe even decide also when you're going to wind out for the evening because you still want to uh, maintain that work-life balance and then make sure you're still, you know, showing your family some time as well. Bingo, bingo. So my last point, and I think this one to me is one of the most important ones is tackle low hanging fruit first, man. So when I think about, you know, snowball effect, everybody talks about snowball effect, right? Well, I think there's a positive snowball and a negative snowball, right? And I think, you know, if you can tackle some easy tasks that are on your to-do list for the day, right out the gate to get momentum, I think it'll help you as you get into more difficult challenges you have throughout the day, rather than starting with something that's going to take, you know, quite a bit of time and effort and maybe you get stuck. So Build momentum, you know, uh, tackle that low-hanging fruit. Awesome, man. That's spot on. Goes with my uh, honorable mention with uh, creating the to-do list because you knock out some of those uh, some of those low-hanging fruit right away. Uh, but my third one that I want everybody to kind of take advantage of is use your productivity apps. You got a phone in your hand all day long. You got a certain apps like Trello that'll help with project workflow. You got your calendar. You got a reminder apps. Some people have never used these apps to touch them at all, but they definitely help out and can really help out when you're at home working, working from a different atmosphere. Cool. Cool. So, uh, 
what are we, so I guess on top of those productivity apps, man, you mentioned like, what are you reading and listening to right now? Is there anything that's helped you really through the quarantine or something that's helping you grow personally or, or professionally during this time? Awesome. Yeah. Uh, usually I, I'm listening to my podcast when I'm uh, jogging or on the treadmill or something like that. Uh, so it's been hard kind of keep up with it while I'm just sitting around the house all day. But um, usually I listen to a podcast called Bigger Pockets. Um, they kind of go over a few little techniques to make some money on the side, whether it's real estate or work, working in the stock market. Um, just a little something to kind of, you know, elevate your pockets a little bit while you're uh, still going to your nine to five. Um, but also, uh, just while I'm at home, just trying to be more productive, I've been starting to study um, some of the Lean Six Sigma work uh, just to make sure I can uh, continue to be better in, in my field of work as a consultant and as an analyst um, and to be able to better myself while I'm sitting at home during this quarantine time. What about you, Tanya? That's great, man. I mean, for me, uh, you know, I'm a big podcast guy. I like listening to them while I work out, while I run. You know, uh, if I'm, you know, on traveling to a client site on the airplane, I try and get it in. So, same thing right now, it's been a little more constrained. But for me, I've been listening to a, a podcast called Business and Biceps lately uh, by Corey Gregory, the former founder of, of Muscle Farm Supplement Company, uh, former coal miner, right? Realized that's not what he wanted for his family and his life. So became an entrepreneur. I love the mentality and the business tips that he gives. So that one's great. If you're looking for some a lot of energy, that one really brings the heat. And then I've been reading a book by Lewis Howes uh, called The Mask of Masculinity. And, you know, I think Right now, uh, there's a lot of people that are, that are struggling with, you know, being alone right now and kind of hiding their emotions. This book talks about, you know, masculinity as a whole kind of in our world and, and the, the masks we put on to get through certain scenarios instead of actually talking through things. So, man, I recommend it as a read, especially for men. You know, I think it's a good thing to get through. So, um, you know, Alex, I think I really enjoyed the first episode of, you know, of this. We're looking forward to next week. You know, we're going to have a Q&A section going forward. So, Send us your questions, man. Reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, through our website. You can find Alex and I personally on social media as well and reach out. But, you know, next week, um, we're going to make sure that, you know, we have some good content for you. We're going to have, you know, some good people to talk through, you know, financial downturns and how you can guide through it. So, um, Alex, I appreciate it, man. As always, you know, this, this week, guys, take time to breathe, you know, focus on your current situation. You know, Bobby says it. Alex and I believe in this, but adversity breeds ingenuity and wise counsel leads to sustainable results. Thanks. Perfect.